0: Greetings in the name of Christ. This is the Hope to Hope podcast, a podcast that exists to share Christ, His truth, and His saving love for His people. To this end, we exist to glorify God and to enjoy Him forever. Jesus said, The poor we will always have with us. Moses said the same as well. And the reason why the Bible says this is that we will always have the opportunity to be generous. And we have the responsibility, not just the opportunity, but the responsibility to be generous towards the poor. Pure and undefiled religion, as James says in James chapter one, is to take care of the needy and the poor. In Acts chapter four, verse 34 and verse 35, God's grace was so powerfully at work in them all that there were no needy persons among them. For from time to time, those who owned land or houses sold them brought the money from the cells and put it at the apostles' feet and it was distributed to anyone who had need and also when Jesus fed the 5000 or the 15 to 20000 people because women and children were not counted there's a part the detail that is often left out and that is there was a boy there who had five barley loaves and two fish who was willing to be generous and from those um from the bread and the fish that he had Jesus was able to feed the 5,000. Well, he could have created it from nothing, but someone was generous in giving what they had to feed the 5,000. And uh, so we have to, from there, see that we have this responsibility towards people. And John Calvin, as we continue tracking him and his view of human rights, said ultimately governments have the responsibility towards human beings. We also have responsibilities, but the government has the Has more power and more resources than us uh, towards human beings and citizens in the country. And the government bears the sword for anyone who treats human, who violates human rights. You and I do not have the sword or bear the sword, but we are ultimately going to be accountable to God uh, who on Judgment Day will reveal our deeds. John Calvin said, Governments must obey God as well but he recognized that we will not always find governments that obey god but he said government is still necessary and required he said it is a poor government is better than no government at all it would be better for us to be wild beasts and to wander in forests and to live without governments and laws for we know how furious the passions of men are so governments should be accountable and responsible to the people he said, but governments are not endowed with unlimited power, but such as it is to the benefit of the people. And then he said, governments then have responsibilities. And he, he narrowed down the responsibilities that government have to four areas. First, all people are equal. All people are equal before God in the sense that they are totally depraved and uh, they are also um equal on account of God's common grace. Those two areas, brothers and sisters, are the only reasons why we have to treat one another equally. Racism is a sin of partiality that is deplorable. It goes against everything God says. To discriminate against human beings, to to treat human beings partially, to be partial, is to go against what God has instituted or how God has made us. Human beings are equal before God because we are made in the image and likeness of God. We are equal because of God's common grace. We are all totally depraved. The Bible doesn't say you need more than that to respect and honor human beings equally, which is why we must be against policies that discriminate on the base of race. We must be... It it, it was the case with our previous government. It discriminated on the base of race, which was wrong. We do not need more. The Bible doesn't say human beings have to be Christians or have to be nice to us. Or we have to have more reasons than the fact that God has commanded and instituted equality and we must treat one another equally. And So John Calvin said, For governments then it goes even further. That no government can worship another human being. Or a uh, no man rather no man can worship another human being and because we cannot worship anyone else and even if we did that would not be true worship the only worship that can be true is the worship of god jesus said i'm the way the truth and the life and no one comes to the father except through me and in john chapter 4 true worship is in spirit and in truth and those who worship god are those who have been saved by the lord jesus christ But government knows nothing about this. And government is not responsible. Government is only responsible to ensure that human beings have the freedom to worship whoever they want to worship. So government should not interfere in people's worship unless the worship is against human rights. And I believe that governments can deal with religious crimes without, without regulating religion. But that is a topic for another time. And so John Calvin said, human beings are equal and government should recognize that human beings are equal and treat them equally. And so discrimination on the base of race is anti-Christian and anti-biblical. Uh, whether your racism is in the heart or in the mind or on the lips or seen or unseen, it is against who God says we should be. And no Christian can be racist overtly or covertly without repenting of it secondly john calvin said we have we have to recognize the the right to private ownership john calvin's foundation for private ownership is the doctrine of the common grace of god so according to john calvin to possess something strengthens our knowledge of god and thus the relationship with him because god owns us And so God owns things as well. So as human beings, we have to own things to show that we are made in the image and likeness of God. And so any policies like socialist, some socialist policies or communist policies that want to take away the right of private ownership are against what God says because we have to own things. Private ownership is biblical for us to possess something strengthens our knowledge of God and our relationship with him. And this will be the, we have to be four policies that are for private ownership. And then John Calvin said the government has the responsibility then towards social security, to ensure social security. The poor have the right to social grant. The society must help the poor. And his argument is that everything we own comes from God and is given to us as a divine deposit so even though we have the right to private ownership, God owns the things we have. And so they are given to us as a deposit for us to give back to God. And we give back to him, obviously, through many ways, but one of the ways is to care for the poor. And so any policy that is against taking care of the poor is also anti-biblical, uh, which is why uh, some crony capitalism that hoards things is against the Bible. We have to uh, take care of the poor and be fully responsible. Um, Well, the government has the full responsibility because uh, it is commanded by God to take care of the poor. And then, fourthly, liberty rights. Freedom of religion and movement have to be ensured by government. On religious matters, he emphasized the believer's liberty and that a believer can only be bound by total obedience to God. He also emphasized the need of the individual to be obedient to civil authorities, but that this obedience should never be incompatible with obedience to God. And so John Calvin's principles then can be summed up in two ways. There there is limitation of authority. Government doesn't have absolute authority because the responsibilities are so limited. Liberty rights, social security, right to, to private ownership, and then equal rights, and then the the rise of subordinates so they have there have to be order in society and some people will have to be subordinate and so this provides this the the, the basis for reformed reform theology contribution to human rights in society, and we have to to recognize this our father, we thank you that you are a god who loves us who through your word teach us many things. One of those, Lord, is to have a biblical view of human rights. And so we pray that you help us, Lord, to develop this further in our minds and in our practice and in our public theology in honour of Jesus Christ. Amen.